Welcome back to the Why That Tape podcast. I'm Jay Probs. And I'm Dr. Cash. And today we're back here with a weekend warm-up, a little look back at the week, um, and a preview of what's to come. And first off, <clears throat> we have to talk about NFL action, Thursday night football, Chicago Bears making a statement. Their first win of the season, um, and I mean, man, breaking a 14-game losing streak like this must feel amazing. Yeah, it was a, just a dominant win right out of the gate. Justin Fields, that offense made quite the statement. I mean, opening drive, 78 yards, DJ Moore ending up with the touchdown, kind of set the tone for the entire game. They were dominant. Commanders were able to come back a little bit in the end, but um, definitely something pleasing for Bears fans to finally see. Oh, yeah, for sure. Pleasing is, I feel like, the right word. Justin, when when your quarterback goes for 282 yards and four touchdowns, that's that's pretty amazing, as well as DJ Moore going for 230 yards, three touchdowns. And, I mean, this is all on the back of a pretty banged-up Bears team. I mean, Khalil, Khalil Herbert went down with injury. Roshan Johnson went down with the injury. I mean, they were they yep. were relying on Kari Blassingame, their fourth string running back. Um, and, I mean, they were still getting it done. Same with their defense. They were missing guys like Eddie Jackson, Kyle Gordon. And they, were, they limited Washington to 20 points. So to come out here, put a 40-piece on what pe- still many people think is one of the better defenses in the league is is really impressive. And it's kind of kind of shown us the evolution of this Chicago team over the past four weeks. Yeah, I think <clears throat> what we saw a couple of weeks ago at Kansas City was just <clears throat> you didn't think this team would ever get a win, honestly, for the rest of the mm-hmm. season. But, uh, you know, last week they were able to improve against Broncos. The Broncos, obviously, they had that late game. Um, they kind of they, – they just choked it away yeah, over late time. Yeah, yeah, they let Russell Wilson and the Broncos come back. But here they made sure not to let that happen. They stayed aggressive um, even on that last drive, which is how it resulted in DJ Moore uh, scoring that game-winning touchdown. So I think that, you know, as long as this Bears uh, staff continues to put trust in Justin Fields and not kind of shy, shy away from him and run the ball, they're going to grow. It, it, it's going to take time. You know, the O-line, they definitely improved today. Receivers, obviously, DJ Moore couldn't have asked more from him. And and, and you got a, a really, really good result against a Washington defense that has been pretty underrated over the last few years. Yeah, for sure. I think if you, like you said, trust the process. And one of the things that I could really see from this team is a Detroit kind of um, – rebound Detroit kind of mid-season surgeons because you have to remember Detroit was not they were not good in the first half of the season they lost four or five games um and they were all close games too which mind you Kansas City was obviously not a close game but still um and then they went on a tear they challenged for a playoff spot um and I mean they had similar ingredients to what the Chicago Bears had high-powered offense um some good solid receivers a good running game um 
and good offensive line and a defense that is okay. And obviously Chicago, I feel like maybe not, might not have a better offense, but they see, definitely do have a better defense than that um, 2022 Detroit team. I, I could see them, man, peeling off, peeling off a few wins. Um, if they can really take this ride this way, I mean, I could see them beating Minnesota, beating uh, Las Vegas, and challenging uh, the Chargers. I think they could really take this victory because the, I I personally feel like they have the pieces to, to compete, to be a wild-card playoff contending team. Right. And I, I could see it happening. I think this was kind of the switch that they needed to to really start seeing the pieces fall into place. I think, you know, I definitely think that this, this win is definitely a huge swing from a momentum perspective for this team. I, I don't know if I can tr- see them going wild card, competing with char- hey. the Chargers and Vikings. I mean, they definitely have an offense that cannot put up points. We just saw that tonight. They put 40 up on the commanders. But I don't know if that consistency is going to stay. I don't know if you're going to get 200 yards out of DJ Moore every game. Um the Washington secondary was just flat out terrible. Couldn't keep up with anyone uh, running across the field, and I don't think every secondary is going to play against the Bears that easily. Yeah, but uh, I, I, I think Chicago. While DJ Moore did have a massive night, I mean, Darnell Moody had zero yards, four targets, zero yards, um, and I think when you play against defenses like the Chargers that are maybe a little bit better. You, you'll have to spread the ball around. And I think Chicago is able to do that because I think Darnell Mooney is a legit number two receiver. Cole Komet, Robert Tanyan are a, a good one-two punch at the tight end. So I think if this team is healthy, and hey, if if they can get some running game back, if they can get a few pieces on the defense back, I mean, I, I think they could maybe not. I don't know about I just I think the, the NFC is too too good to be able to have the Bears being able to rebound from an 0 and 4 start. Just I mean, I'm, because- not, I'm not saying that they can definitely make the playoffs, but I'm saying that they can challenge. I think they can challenge um they can challenge for the playoffs. I think if you look look at their roster, if you look at how they played this game, last game against Denver, obviously they did drop off a little bit, but I think they I could see it. I could see it. It's tough. I mean, let's put it this way. Do you think that they end up with a winning record? Because to compete for the wild card, you're going to have to have a winning record. Yeah. I I mean, if you look at their schedule, um, obviously I think the the games against Detroit, the games against um, against Green Bay, games against Minnesota. So, so basically all their division games are going to be tough. But I think if you can squeeze – I think they can squeeze out a win against the Vikings. I think they could possibly swing out, squeeze out a win against Detroit or Green Bay, and maybe it doesn't put them at a winning record. But maybe if it puts them at eight and nine, and they're maybe on the outskirts of a playoffs, but maybe they don't even make the playoffs. But I think they could conceivably be the third best team in the NFC North and challenge for a spot. I think they may not get a spot. But I think they could challenge for a spot. I, I don't know, man. I think for them, I, I can't see them getting more than five wins this year. Look, today was a, it was it was a really good showing offensively. 
and defensively, but you know they're not going to be playing this week of a Commanders team every single um, every single game. I mean, there's going to be tough opponents. You still got to play Minnesota twice, Green Bay, Detroit, obviously. So and I'm, I think, think that, those are going to be closer games, though. I think those are going to be closer games. And I just see. don't know because outside of this Broncos game and this Commanders game, like that the offense is just dead silent. Like there's, but I think that's the field progress. He can't make decisions when he's a good D line going against him. Yeah, but I also think that um, he's progressing. Like we see. The progression from the Packers game to the Bucks, to the Bucks game to the Chiefs to the Broncos and now to Washington, he is getting better. The offense is getting better. The offense is evolving around him, and we're finally seeing that. And I think they could take that next step against Minnesota and be. Obviously, they're not going to beat Minnesota by twenty, but they could beat them by seven, a touchdown. I I conceivably, conceivably believe that because that Minnesota defense is not. I don't think it's that good. I think it could be a shootout, um, and I think I think Chicago could legitimately come out with that. Yeah, maybe I don't know. It's just it's tough for me to put trust in it. But yeah, I mean that my Vikings defense is vulnerable to giving up points to anybody, and you never know. Like any a division win could just completely change a team's momentum, especially one on the road. So they'll have plenty of opportunity. To do so, I, I completely agree there. Yeah, uh, I think they're going to have opportunity. I think they're going to take that opportunity. But I digress. Talking about a team that needs to take opportunity, Dallas Cowboys. Um, we're going to be talking about this Sunday night game, um, previewing the NFL weekend, um, and this is the this is the big game. Um, Dallas three and one. Going to San Francisco, um, and hey, trying to trying to break their unbeaten record. And I know you're a Cowboys fan, Cash, but I mean, do you think Dak can produce against a defense as good as the 49ers? I don't think he can. I don't. I haven't liked what I've seen from him at all this season. I mean, this Patriots game was it was all right, but um, Giants game was pretty ugly. I granted it was terrible weather. The Jets game was by no means good. I mean, I don't know how many times the defense was able to put him in Jets territory. Cardinals game was terrible. Missing throws left and right. Uh, and then had that terrible interception to seal the win for Arizona. And then this past week against the Patriots. It wasn't bad, but, I mean, by no means is it worth a $40 million quarterback. Yep, forty the, million dollar quarterback there. And this, and this San Francisco, the San Francisco. Yeah, I'm always going to label that price tag on him because it was an absurd contract. The San Francisco defense is different than anything he's seen this season. He saw them last, yeah, last year in the divisional round, and completely folded against them. Um, I, I, I don't think he'll this 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 week's game is going to be any different. I mean, I. I kind of agree. I think it's going to be come down to the defenses. I think uh, Brock Purdy, as good as he has been, I mean, if you can take Michael Parsons, if you can flush him out of the pocket, I mean, I can see this team. I can see Brock Purdy under duress. I can see him making mistakes, interceptions, balls thrown away, fumbles, fumbles, potential grounding, all that stuff. If they can get pressure on the quarterback, which is tough. 
given that 49ers have one of the best offensive lines in the league. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if there's a team that can do it, it's going to be Dallas defense. Um, but what are we saying on the money line? 49ers, 3.5-point favorites. Um, I mean, personally, I think this is a little too low. I think if you go – you could go 7-point favorites or something like that. I feel like San Francisco is just that – I think they're in that upper echelon of NFC teams. Yeah, the, definitely. And then the fact that um, the Niners are going to be playing at home, huge advantage towards them again. Exactly. Uh, for me, it's really going to come down to whether Tony Pollard can stay consistent with the run game because I don't think I can trust Dak to string together five passes in a row to help a drive to to help a drive flow down into 49ers territory. So in order for this to, yeah, to be a one-possession game going into the fourth quarter um, – kind of where you'd want it being on the road against that team. I think Tony Pollard's going to have to have a really efficient day running because – And, I mean, that's going to be so hard. Like, look at that. It, no, it is hard. Run. But I look at last week when, when San Francisco played Arizona. I mean, that was a one-possession game until the fourth quarter. Um, they were able to bounce out that game with James Conner on the ground and then have Josh Dobbs make a few plays. I, I mean – yeah, but I also think that the, this 49ers team is not going to underestimate Dallas. Like, if they had any idea that Arizona was a maybe an easy appointment, opponent, they're going to be locked in for Dallas. And I think they know Dak makes mistakes. They're going to know that Dallas is going to rely on the run game because D- Dak is not the same Dak that we've seen before. And so they're going to lock in on that. I think they have the talent, the coaching, the, pretty much everything. They're arguably the most complete team in the NFL. So they could lock you up running. They can lock you up passing. They can kill you on offense. And so, yeah, I, I think it should be more. I think it should be seven points. But it is a primetime game, Sunday night football. So expectation is hopefully Dallas comes to play. Hopefully Dallas can at least make this an interesting game. I, th- I think they can initially, but it's, like I said, it's going to come down to if – this run game stays consistent because Dak's not going to hold it down for four quarters. Um, and, and the San Francisco defense, just they don't let up. There's way too much depth, way too much talent for them to, you know, let you have a few easy plays later on. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's game to look forward to. Um, but moving on to... Before we get back to the podcast, I'd like to give a quick shout out to our sponsors at Anchor and Spotify Podcast. They make it easy for us to upload and share our, all of our podcasts to all the Spotify networks. To check them out. Go to SpotifyPodcasters.com and sign up today. To the action of the week, um, the real action, I would say, um, MLB playoffs have started. The wild card round um, has completed, and every single series was a 2-0 sweep. Um just running through it real quick, Minnesota Twins beating um, the Toronto Blue Jays 2-0. D-backs beating the Brewers um, 2-0. Um, the Rangers beating the Rays 2-0. And the, what is it, the Phillies, I believe? Oh, no, that's all three. Um, so, Cash, I know you're a Rangers fan. Walk me through a what. What are your thoughts on the Rangers' performance after losing the AL West to the Astros? Yeah, that 
that last game, it was I didn't see the point in celebrating after clinching the playoff spot when you had a more important job at task the next day. But, you know, aside from that, they got the job done in Tampa Bay, which is huge. No one expected them to do it, to go in on the road um, and steal steal even one win. But, you know, nevertheless, they, they swept the Rays, um, only allowed one run throughout those two games. And they, they just look solid overall. So I think they're in great shape heading into this Orioles series. Excited to see if Evan Carter can continue to dominate. Because um, mm-hmm. he, he's, for me, he's been the MVP so far for these playoffs. He's, I think, averaging like 600, six points, batting average at 667. I mean, he, he's been immense for this team in the postseason. No one would have thought of it. Um, but overall, I think Rangers are in really good shape heading into Baltimore. Yeah, especially especially given that performance they got from Montgomery and Nivaldi. Both, I mean, one earned run over 13 and a half pitches that's, or innings. That's crazy. I mean, you should win if that's the starting pitching that you're getting. Um, so I think that's super impressive. But looking on to that, that Orioles matchup, like you said, I mean, the Orioles team is not no slouch. I mean, they won the American League um, number one number one team in the league, and this team is loaded with young talent. I mean, Richmond, Bradish, um, Cano, Henderson. I mean, these are just a few other young guys. Richmond and Henderson, both electric guys on the field, um, and I think it's really going to be come down to. Can this Orioles team, because I feel like they are the younger, more talented group um, in this playoff series, but if they can take all that inexperience, just brush it off. If they can play sound, mistake-free, if they don't let the pressure get to him, that's basically what I'm saying, Then, and they execute, I think they, they can take this Rangers series quickly, but... There's always that thing. I mean, you have Corey Seager, Marcus Simeon on the other side. Um, hey, you never know. I feel like this could be if if the Rangers see some cracks in this Baltimore team, I think they could exploit that experience. They have explosive players as well. I think they could they could flip this series in an instant. I feel. Yeah, and I think that's one of the advantages of getting out of that wild card round. I mean, you've played baseball. You know you. I mean, excuse me, the Orioles, on the other hand, they've been resting for quite a few days now, um, which has shown in history to be quite crucial, even with teams that have home field advantage. So I think it's going to be a shootout kind of series, a lot of high-scoring runs with these young young talents uh, going crazy this season. So I think if the Rangers can take one in Baltimore, head to Arlington and with the tied series, they, they have a legitimate shot at um, heading to the AL, ALCS. Yes, sir, for sure. Um, I think, obviously, the, the wild card is going to be Max, big Max Scherzer. Um, if he can come back, then that's that's one one card up your sleeve that, um, that I mean, he can, he can win you a game pretty much. Um, lock down seven innings um, and, and win you a game. But... Moving on to our, I guess you could say, second most interesting game of the of the wild card series, the Di- Diamondbacks beating the Brewers. And this is a team, I mean, I've, I watched the Diamondbacks before. I think they're super interesting after 
after they beat 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 my Astros. Um, but yeah, I think I think that this Diamondback team, after coming into Milwaukee and winning both games, putting, I mean, four innings, three home runs on Brewers ace Corbin Burns. Um, I mean, they made a statement. They made a statement today or the past two days, and I mean, they can go into Dodgers and really make really make some waves. I feel like I feel like they can make some some waves in Los Angeles. For sure. I mean, you look at how they played on the road um, in a packed stadium on the road in Milwaukee. They were composed. They didn't really show any bad plays, any errors, and at times where you know they they were vulnerable they left bases loaded with an out they made great changes to the to the pitching lineup they made mm-hmm. uh, the right call to the bullpen to get out of the inning i think it was in uh, seventh inning in this game too yeah so you know they're showing trust in the young pitchers they're showing trust in the young players which is exactly what you want especially at this time of year um to have those young guys gain confidence now heading into a series to Dodger Stadium for the first two. I mean, it's it's going to be quite the challenge because, one, the experience of what these uh, most of this Dodgers lineup has in the playoffs, so most of them having a World Series ring. Yep. Um, and then on top of that, you know, just what I just said, the age of this Diamondbacks team. I mean, they have – most of them haven't seen the Divisional Series yet. It's similar, now, to, the, to, the, similar to the Orioles case. Yeah, exactly, and it and it's now a time where they can go and make a safe statement. So overall, I think I think the Diamondbacks definitely have a great chance, but I think they got to win Game One if they want to mm-hmm. see themselves competing for the NLCS. Yeah, for sure, and I think if you win Game One um, against Clayton Kershaw, that puts you at a significant advantage because behind Kershaw, there's a lot of untested, unproven young pitchers that Arizona can feast on, I feel like. And if they can beat Kershaw, swing that that confidence into their advantage, I think they can have a real shot. Um, so I think it kind of it kind of goes with the the momentum of this playoff series, the the kind of flow that I mean you're seeing. It's different. You're Baltimore's up there first seed in the American League. Arizona's challenging for a title uh for his playoff spot against the Dodgers and I mean it's just different I feel like it's it's different because this is not something we've seen before um the 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 dynamics are different in MLB for sure and I think this is the first sign we're going to be seeing the Orioles we're going to see maybe the Rangers we're going to see the Diamondbacks hit back back in the spot next year year after that and it's just going to keep getting better um so yeah, I'm excited for MLB baseball. I'm excited for postseason. I'm excited for October. Um, Definitely, but- I think. Look, I, and I, I want to add on. I think the way these pitch count, how the how they've reduced it, yes, um, it's actually it's definitely made the games Easy. quicker, a lot more fun. Easy. Amazing! It's a it's amazing. It makes it a lot quicker, a lot less boring. That's for sure. Um, but we're not going to bore y'all any longer. Thank y'all so much for listening to this podcast. Um, thank you all for for sticking with us, um, consistently posting. So make sure to continue to listen to us, continue to check us out. Um, make sure to follow us on all our socials, everyone on that tape, um, on Instagram, Twitter, wherever you all are, we are as well. 
Um, and again, thank you all so much for watching. Peace.